It's Mike Stiles, and this is This Week in the Metaverse, your weekly newscast that keeps you up to date on everything that isn't real and yet is. It's February 27th. Let's find out what happened around the metaverse this week. Ah, Illinois, home to Chicago and then all those other towns that are in Illinois. And state legislators there might pass a bill designed to help everyone they assume is stupid to avoid getting ripped off in blockchain transactions. Cryptopolitan's Jay Hamid reports it's called the Digital Property Protection and Law Enforcement Act. Don't you just know there'll be an action-packed TV show one day called Chicago DPPLEA? It means well. Many bills do. It's supposed to protect investors by letting the attorney general or a state's attorney get a court-ordered blockchain transaction without needing a private key. Critics say, hold up. That makes blockchain networks open to government intervention and censorship and all that other stuff blockchain was built to avoid. Said critics also say this is going to stifle blockchain innovation. Proponents say, nah, this is for Illinois citizens' own good, because digital property owners don't know what they're doing and are especially susceptible to getting scammed and losing lots of money. And, well, it's not like that's uncommon, right? People have lost hundreds of millions of dollars. The bill even has a provision that blockchain operators are liable for a civil penalty of five to $10,000 for every day they don't turn over a requested blockchain transaction. Do you want complete privacy in the metaverse? A new study says you're out of your naive little mind. Dr. Lewis Rosenberg, chief scientist of the Responsible Metaverse Alliance, tells us about a new paper from the University of California, Berkeley, that came out of the largest dataset study of user interactions in VR ever analyzed for privacy risks. The big takeaway? It doesn't take much data at all to uniquely identify who you are in the metaverse. A lot of privacy researchers have been looking at things like all the cameras and microphones that watch your face and measure your voice and eye movements. Others are frightened by EEG sensors pressing on your skull that watch your brain activity. Forget all that. It really only takes three data points to identify who you are. And those three things are essential for any metaverse activity. One sensor on your head and one on each hand. We'll assume you have two of those. The study found individual users could be uniquely identified with over 94% accuracy with just 100 seconds of simple motion data. Half could be uniquely identified in just two seconds. No problem, just keep your metaverse sessions to one second each. The study also said the motion data you leave behind may be even more uniquely identifiable than your real-world fingerprint. What does that mean? Don't expect to go anywhere or do anything in the metaverse anonymously. And if you do, we probably also need to have a heart-to-heart with you about incognito mode in your browser. Uh, Speaking of motion data that quickly reveals who you are in the metaverse, The Verge's Jay Peters says hand tracking on Meta's Quest VR headsets is about to get a lot better. With the new V50 update, you'll be able to touch things like menu buttons or virtual keyboards with just your hands. And for those of you who have ever used your hands, you know they're much more flexible and capable than relying on controllers and pinch gestures to make things happen in your world. Meta first rolled out hand tracking to Quest headsets way back in late 2019, but you had to pinch to scroll through text or to click a button. But now there's an experimental setting called Direct Touch. 
Zuckerberg gave a demo of it in an Instagram video where he used his hands to scroll a list of apps, shoot a basketball, sign another few thousand layoff orders. Nah, he left that out of the demo. The whole goal is to make life in the metaverse more like swiping and tapping your ass off on your smartphone. But wait! Oh good, you waited. Apple's got a VR headset coming out too that will reportedly have its own flavor of hand tracking. How many times have I been told to watch my hands? Boy, did that whole FTX collapse kick over a giant hill of fire ants. There's a lot more regulatory scrutiny over all things crypto, and the whole market is still reeling from, uh, let's just call them trust issues. Well, somebody's got to try to put that anthill back together, and Anna Nachenko at Finbold writes that Coinbase and IEX are trying. They're talking about teaming up to create a regulated crypto trading platform so things can really get going again. How do you do that? You have meetings and get real cozy with the Securities and Exchange Commission. You can't get a federally approved digital asset marketplace without them. IEX's chairman has apparently already met with them at least once to talk about what the foundation of such an exchange would look like. Actually, somebody else was already talking to them about the same thing. You know who that was? FTX's Sam Bankman-Fried. IEX obviously had to find a new partner, what with SBF looking it up to 115 years in prison, and it looks like Coinbase got asked to the dance. You know how annoying it is when you're visiting friends and they force you to watch their old home videos? Now imagine them slamming a VR headset onto you so you could experience their dull videography of their vacation to Punta Cana in immersive VR. Ian Dean, digital arts and design editor at Creative Block, recently wrote about the upcoming app Wist, Immersive Memories. It's in private beta on iOS and MetaQuest 2. So what it does is you upload your old videos, all those memories both wonderful and filled with repressed pain and anxiety, and the app takes that 2D information and calculates the 3D data needed to make it a VR experience. Whoosh! Back in time you go to relive your old memories, which you worked so hard to rewrite and improve in your head all these years. Ian reminds us of things like Minority Report, where Tom Cruise remembers his dead wife and child, and how Kanye West surprised Kim Kardashian with a hologram of her dead dad. How does the finished product look? Not great. The resulting video is described as ghostly. So it'll be more like having a weird dream about your memories after eating tamales right before bed. But again, it's in beta, so it might get better. Congratulations to Neil Mohan. Who? He's YouTube's new CEO, that's who. He was chief product officer for over seven years and was key to things like YouTube TV and YouTube Music, so he's pretty well thought of. And Decrypt's Andre Bogonski reports that his elevation to corporate Mount Olympus bodes well for Web3 stuff. Moen has the proverbial open mind about it and has said YouTube is looking at ways to possibly integrate Web3 technology. Yeah, my dad said we would possibly go get ice cream, too. He said there's a lot to consider in making sure we approach these new technologies responsibly, but we think there's incredible potential as well. Neil Moen said that, not my dad. For example, he thinks NFTs might be interesting as a verifiable way for fans to own unique videos, photos, art, and experiences from their favorite creators. He's a little cooler on the metaverse, saying it's still in the early days, but the company wants to bring more interactions to games and make them feel more alive. 
YouTube's parent company, Google, has certainly leaned into Web3 services lately. In October, they launched a cloud-based service for Ethereum projects and developers called the Blockchain Node Engine to bring reliability, performance, and security to digital assets. It's going to expand that to the Solana blockchain as well. So YouTube could benefit from everything Google learns along the way. That's all we've got for you this week. Give us a rating and review. Hell, just have ChatGPT write it, and we'll be back next week. Thank you.